morning. You're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Mubaraka Ibrahim, and this is Mornings with Mubaraka, where we talk about national issues from a local level through a lens of diversity. I want to thank you for joining me this morning. And today we are talking to uh, the owner of Fitscripts. The owner and Fitscripts in New, is a New Haven training company. And they focus on diabetes and diabetes management. So Charles is the founder of Fitscript, which he founded in September of 2012. And he founded it to help people with diabetes reach their fitness goals through structured exercise guidance, support and training. Um, in the fall of 2013, Charles opened Fitscript Diabetes Center, the, the first exercise clinic dedicated exclusively to diabetes prevention and management. Thank you for joining me, Charles. And Good welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about um, your history. What What brings you to have such a passion for to help people with diabetes manage their life through exercise and wellness. Yeah. So, well, I guess the very first thing is I'm a person living with um, type one diabetes myself. So I've had diabetes for 20 years and uh, really, you know, my personal experience and actually the frustration with the lack of support and guidance that I was receiving was really the motivation for founding Fitscript. So were you were di- you were diagnosed with diabetes. How old were you when you were diagnosed? I was uh, 17. I was diagnosed with diabetes at kind of a strange time. So I was diagnosed at the uh, in my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. um, which was 20 years ago. So my diagnosis kind of came at a strange time. I was uh, lucky enough to be have been very athletic in high school. I graduated from Hill House High School 20 years ago, and I was lucky enough to have been recruited to play sports in college. And just the way it worked out, my diagnosis with type 1 diabetes happened in between having been recruited and accepted at the University of Pennsylvania and then actually going off to the University of Pennsylvania. And just the way it worked out, my first experience with managing type 1 diabetes in a competitive environment on my own was the very first day of football practice my freshman year at University of Pennsylvania. And, you know, it didn't go well. It was a very frustrating experience. And the irony of that whole experience was UPenn is a world-class institution with the finest doctors and trainers available. And the bottom line was nobody really had the first clue how to help me. Mm-hmm. You know, with very basic diabetes management scenarios and challenges. What was know. some of the, so for, for those of us who are not familiar with uh, diabetes and the challenges of the, what was some of the, the challenges that you faced physically in doing sports with diabetes? Yeah. So that's a great question, and and actually that's one of the things that we do at Fitscript now is we start at the very, very beginning with what is diabetes. And 
there are actually five different kinds of diabetes. There's type 1 diabetes, there's type 2 diabetes, there's gestational diabetes, there's pre-diabetes, and there's something called type 1.5 diabetes. And all five of those diabetes have very different causes um, and are managed very differently, but they all result in the same thing. And they all, what the one thing that they all end result in is elevated blood sugar levels. And that is really the bottom line of diabetes it are, are elevated or high blood sugar levels. So, so let me, let's, and, let me backtrack a, a little bit. What, so what yeah. is type, I think that people, so type one diabetes is when you develop diabetes as a child, correct? No, that's a common misconception. So oh. you can develop type one diabetes at any time in your life. Hmm. But what the, what type one diabetes is, is when your body stops producing insulin from the pancreas and it can happen at any time. Um, it used to be, it was commonly called juvenile diabetes because it, you know, it happened. Basically there was a misconception that it only happened when you were a juvenile, mm -hmm. um, but it can happen at any point in your life. So what's the difference between so what type, type one, one and diabetes type two? is, is when you, your body stops producing insulin and you have to take insulin replacement therapy for the rest of your life. Okay. And so what's the difference between that and type two? What happens in type two? The, my so the my original, the, what, let me, let me pause for a second. So I'll ask both questions yeah. at the same time. So tell us yeah, the okay. difference between type one and type two, and then tell us kind of like this uh, very little known about what is one and a half. Right, right, right. So, Type 1 diabetes is when you, your body stops producing insulin and you have to take insulin therapy for the rest of your life. Type 2 diabetes, the cause of type 2 diabetes is actually the exact opposite. Your body is producing too much insulin mm. and you develop something called insulin resistance. Okay. So what is type one, one and, and a half? half diabetes is a rarer form of diabetes where um, it's, it's known as, also known as latent onset adult diabetes. Um, and basically what that is, is, is that you start to develop elevated blood sugar levels as an adult without the, um, the accompanying common uh, causes of type 2 diabetes like obesity or lack of exercise or poor nutritional eating habits. So there isn't, there isn't any identifiable cause of the reason why you're, you're no longer um, producing insulin. Is that what it is? Yeah. So for type one and a half diabetes, and, and we've seen people come to our center with type one and a half, very frustrated because they're not displaying the, the typical symptoms of being overweight or any noticeable, um, you know, poor eating habits or lack of activity. In mm -hmm. fact, some many people who develop type one and a half diabetes are the exact opposite. They're very active, but mm -hmm. they are starting to, they are um, basically elevated blood sugar levels are happening in their body. Mm -hmm. And what's very important is to understand 
why elevated blood sugar levels are bad for you. And we actually use a really simple analogy to help people understand why elevated blood sugar levels are bad for you. Because really, it doesn't matter the type of diabetes. The bottom line is whatever type of diabetes you have, if it's uncontrolled, it leads to elevated blood sugar levels in your body. And, and explain to us what problems that cause yeah. for people. Right. So I'm going to use a really simple analogy. So at, um, if you put, I like to drink coffee. And if you put the perfect amount of sugar in your coffee, that sugar will dissolve. And when you drink the, sugar, the coffee, you can taste the sweetness of the sugar but you can't, there is no actual physical remnant of the sugar left. It's dissolved into the coffee. What happens when you put too much sugar in your coffee? Some of that sugar does not dissolve. And when you take the last sip, you can actually feel on your tongue the granules of sugar that have not dissolved. It turns out that if you compared a granule of table sugar to a molecule of blood sugar, geometrically, they're exactly the same shape. Mm, interesting. And they're both shaped like shards of glass. Mm. Now what I want you to do is I want you to just take your fingernail and I want you to start scratching your forearm. And everybody who's listening in the audience, you can just doing this start doing this now. If you start scratching your forearm with your fingernail, I want you to start noticing what's happening to your forearm. And what you'll notice is that the skin on your forearm is starting to get irritated. And if you kept doing that, if you just kept scratching, eventually you would damage the skin on your forearm. Well, if you can understand that, then you can understand why elevated blood sugar levels are bad for you. Because if you have molecules of blood sugar that are shaped like shards of glass circulating through your body at elevated levels, they start to damage your blood vessels from the inside out. Mm, that and if is they a continue great to analogy. scrape, continue to scrape, continue to scrape, eventually those shards of sugar will damage the blood vessels from the inside out. And that is what the actual complication of diabetes occurs from. Wow, that is a great so many analogy. People, yeah, so, you know, many people, um, like, for example, eye problems are one of the most common complications of uncontrolled diabetes. Why do you think eye problems would be one of the most common complications. Mm. I, I, I don't have a it's guess. Because your eye, it's because your eyes have some of the smallest capillaries in the entire body. They are the most susceptible to damage from shards of sugar because they are literally some of the smallest blood vessels. Mm. So if you have shards of sugar trying to pass through very, very small vessels, they are more susceptible to damage. Mm, wow. You know, it's a very direct physical relationship. 
small blood vessels, large amounts of shards of sugar, those blood vessels get damaged. Wow, wow, that's really interesting. Now, uh, so if you're just tuning in, we are talking to Charles O'Connor, the founder of FitScript Diabetes Training and Management Center in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, And we're talking about diabetes management, exercise and wellness. So, and you're listening to Mornings with Mubaraka on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. We know, according to the CDC, that more than 29 million Americans have diabetes, and one in four doesn't know it. In 2000, that that is according to statistics taken from 2010. Um, another 86 million adults. More than one in three in the United States have prediabetes, where sugar levels are higher than normal, but not high enough to be classified as type 2 diabetes. Weight loss and moderate physical activity, 15% to 30% of people with prediabetes will develop type 2 diabetes within five years without weight loss and moderate physical activity. And so that is where fit scripts come in. Tell me about why you founded mm-hmm. FitScript and what your goal is for your company. Yeah, that's right on. So, you know, it's universally recognized that successful diabetes management revolves around a treatment triangle of medication, nutrition, and exercise. If you see any commercial on TV for a diabetes medication, it will start with the phrase, along with diet and exercise. And usually those commercials will show pictures of people exercising. What's ironic about that is that billions of dollars have been invested in the medication aspect of the diabetes management, and billions of dollars have been invested in the nutritional piece. Almost nothing has been invested in the exercise component of the treatment triangle of diabetes. And that's ironic because if you go, for example, on the National Institute of Health right now, and you look up uh, therapies for reducing and reversing type 2 diabetes, it will literally say physical activity is the preferred therapy for the reduction and reversal of the pre-diabetes condition and the type 2 diabetes condition. So, you know, our goal at FitScript is to address that missing link right now. When a person goes to the doctor and their diabetes has become uncontrolled, the doctor can hand that person a prescription for medication. And there's a full support network in place for the medication aspect of diabetes management. But when it comes to exercise, the doctor usually says, you know, Charlie, you really need to go get some exercise. Then he gives Charlie a pat on the back and says, go get him, big guy. And let me know how that goes. And that's a ridiculous scenario. Mm. Because you can't just tell a person who has diabetes, go get some exercise. Exercise is fundamentally different for a person living with diabetes, starting with the need to test their blood sugar. Depending on what a person's blood sugar level is, it may or may not be safe to exercise, and it may or may not be safe to perform certain exercise. 
there are actual exercises that can make your blood sugar levels go even higher. Mm. So, you know, what our goal is, is to be that resource for a person that's either just newly diagnosed with diabetes or may have had diabetes for 40 years. Our goal is to be a resource for the exercise component and challenge of diabetes management. So explain to our listeners, when may it not be safe for someone with diabetes to actually exercise? Yeah, that's a great question. So there are guidelines for safe starting glucose levels with exercise. And the guidelines are basically as follows. If your glucose level is below 100, it may be unsafe to exercise. And you should consider having a healthy carbohydrate snack before exercising. The reason why that is, is many people with diabetes are either on a hypoglycemic agent. A hypoglycemic agent is a medication that can potentially cause low blood sugar. And if you are taking a medication like that, and insulin is one of those medications, and you start to exercise, you could potentially see a very rapid and significant drop in your glucose levels. And that can, that can be a very, very dangerous situation. Mm. Um, there are other exercises that can actually cause your glucose levels to rise. So if your glucose level is already elevated, let's say, for example, that your glucose level is 200 and you go to do exercise and you choose an exercise that will most likely cause a rise in your glucose levels, you can actually make your diabetes condition worse. What type of exercises are are those? Well, those would be um, exercises that are uh, in the anaerobic heart rate levels or are high intensity. And, you know, this is one of the things that we shed light on. Unfortunately, most of the exercise programming out there today are very egocentrically driven. And basically, they tell people immediately to start exercising at as high an intensity level as possible. And that is totally the exact opposite wrong advice that a person with diabetes should be given. A person with diabetes, especially type 2 diabetes, and especially somebody who has not been exercising, should not jump into high-intensity exercise. That is a recipe for a uh, metabolic malfunction and potentially very dangerous complications. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is part of what we do is all of our programming, it starts with testing blood sugar. Because every person with diabetes should always test their blood sugar before they do anything related to physical activity. Mm. You know, we then go from there in terms of an exercise recommendation. Okay. All right. Now, now, And I think it's important. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. I want you to finish your thought. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, so we we really, before we, our goal is to help people with diabetes reach their fitness goals. And we do that with exercise, education, and technology. And the first thing that we do is we help people understand what is diabetes, right? Diabetes is a disease of elevated blood sugar levels. And then why are elevated blood sugar levels bad for you? And the reason why is elevated blood sugar levels 
damage your blood vessels from the inside out. And that's really the first thing that we do is we help educate people on what is diabetes. I'm sorry, Charles, you're starting to break. I'm sorry. Can, can you repeat that? You broke up on us. Sure. No problem. So, sorry. uh, What is diabetes mm -hmm. and why are elevated blood sugar levels bad for you? The second thing we then do is help people understand why is exercise so important to diabetes? And the, the way that you understand that is by understanding where and how glucose actually gets stored in your body. And that's a very important thing that you have to understand is that everybody knows oh, you know, I need to manage my blood sugar. But the only way that you can actually manage your blood sugar safely and effectively is by knowing where blood sugar and uh, sugar is supposed to be in your body. So, so Michael, so here's a question for you. So what would, what is the response to a person who says, I eat the way that I'm supposed to, and I, you know, I don't sit down all day. I'm I'm a pretty active person in my daily life. When I come home, I'm always, you know, getting the kids and making dinner and stuff like that. Why do I need to exercise too? Okay, it's a great, great question. So there are four places where sugar is supposed to be in your body. And you can think of those places like parking lots. Parking lot number one for sugar in your body is your brain. This is the VIP parking lot, and there should never be a single parking space empty in your brain. And this is the first place that sugar will go when you eat food. So when you eat food and it converts into glucose in your body, and I just want to be very clear for the audience, you can use the terms glucose molecule and sugar molecule interchangeably. So when you eat food, and that food converts into glucose molecule, the first place that glucose molecule will go is it will check your brain. And if there are any empty spaces in your brain, the glucose molecule will go in there. I'm sure you've seen those funny Snickers commercials where they say, here, you're not acting like yourself. Eat a Snickers. (laughs) Yeah. Right? That's a funny way of describing when your brain does not have sugar. Okay. Okay. So that's the first place that a glucose molecule will go. That's the first parking lot. If the brain parking lot is full, the glucose molecule will travel to the next parking lot, which is your liver. Now, your liver can store between 70 and 80 grams worth of sugar. Okay. And just for a frame of reference, that's about two bananas worth of sugar. Now, if there is space available in the liver, the sugar will go in there. But if there isn't, it doesn't matter how much insulin is present in your body. No more sugar can be forced into your liver if there's no space. And if there's no space, the glucose molecule will go to the next parking lot, which are your muscles. Now, your muscles are different than your liver because you can change the size of your muscle parking lot through exercise. The more you exercise, the larger your muscle parking lots become, the more space for sugar. And vice versa, 
the less you exercise, the smaller your muscle parking lots are, the less space available for sugar. And again, it doesn't matter how much insulin is present in your body. If there's no space available in your muscle parking lot, no more sugar can go in there, which leads to the last parking lot, which is your fat tissue. Mm. Your fat tissue is like the long-term parking at JFK Airport. It's going to take a long time to get there, and it's going to take even longer to get out. (laughs) Now, Now, why is this so important for diabetes management? The reason why it's so important is before you exercise, generally speaking, your muscle parking lots are going to be full and it's going to take more and more insulin to store sugar into your fat cells. And I'll use a, I'll put that in the context of a, of a normal experience. So let's say that you woke up and you got your kids ready. You dropped them off at school, and then you went to Dunkin' Donuts, and you got a large coffee, light and sweet, and a bagel. What parking lot do you think that sugar from that food is going to? Mm. That's going to go into JFK, isn't it? (laughs) That's right. That's going straight to the fat parking lot because you haven't done anything to actually empty out your muscle parking lot. Mm. So, okay. so here's a and so here's a question more and more with that scenario. Store your fat tissue. So, yeah. with that scenario, does that mean that morning time would be a better time for diabetics to actually exercise? Does the time of day change yeah. what parking lot that sugar yes. goes to? Yes, great question. So, it's actually a two part answer. So. Morning time can be a great time for people with diabetes to exercise as long as you're not experiencing something called the morning dawn effect. And what the morning dawn effect is, is a rise in glucose levels in the morning that can actually be exacerbated by exercise. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, that's a very specific condition that needs to be recognized and monitored. Um, But, you know, just coming back to finish that parking lot analogy, because it's so important to understand. Before you exercise, it takes more and more insulin to store your fat tissue with excess glucose. Whereas after you exercise, your muscle parking lots have been emptied, which creates the space for excess glucose and excess insulin to store sugar properly. And this is why exercise is so fundamental to reducing, reversing, and managing type 2 diabetes. Because when you exercise, that empties out those muscle parking lots and it creates the space for sugar to actually be stored in your body. And what happens with type 2 diabetes is if all of your parking lots are full, right, your brain, your liver, your muscle, and your fat tissue are full, there's no place for the sugar to go except for to elevate in your blood. Mm. And you develop something called insulin resistance. 
And what insulin resistance means is your cells have become resistant to the effects of insulin. And your body will start to produce more and more and more insulin with less less. And the reason why that is, is because there's literally no place for that insulin to store the sugar, Mm. right? Insulin is a sugar storage hormone. Mm. Insulin causes the absorption of sugar, but insulin does not determine how much space is available in a particular cell. Okay. Okay. So this is just very important, basic things to understand about diabetes, where and how glucose is actually stored in the body and understanding why exercise is so fundamental because exercise empties out the parking lots that you actually want to store sugar in. Mm-hmm. So I know that you have in addition to your education and your training that you have um, started working on a technology aspect of, of managing uh, diabetes. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So we have two pieces of technology that we're really excited about. The first one is a free resource that I would recommend anybody living with diabetes take advantage of. It's our YouTube channel called the Glucose Zone. And what the Glucose Zone channel provides are full-length exercise videos that are specific for diabetes management, and they start with testing your blood sugar. Mm. So, you know, what we've created is we've really identified what are the best exercises for people to improve their sensitivity to insulin and to empty out their muscle parking lots in a safe and effective way. And then we've created full length exercise videos that you can follow that are fun to do. And you could do anytime, anywhere, you know, you don't have to be, you don't have to have a membership at a fancy gym to get in the glucose zone. You know, really, as long as you have an internet connection, or a smartphone, you can start really at any time and anywhere. Mm, okay. The second, and you know, we're excited about that. We've had over 300,000 people globally now use our programming to, with really, really wonderful, amazing results. And on a daily basis, we are getting unsolicited feedback from around the world. People living with diabetes telling us how the glucosone program has fundamentally changed their lives, their diabetes. I got a message the other day from a dentist who's from India who let us know that he had been doing the glucose programming for the last three years and he had just gone to see his doctor and his Fasting blood sugar was 101, and his postprandial blood sugar was 108. And postprandial means after food. Um, we seem to have lost um, Charles. We got disconnected, unfortunately. So we will wait for him to give us a call back and finish telling us about the awesome technology that they have there at FitScript. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to WNHHLP 
103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. This is Mornings with Mubaraka. Calls back, it won't come through, right? You're tuning in to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Mubaraka Ibrahim, and this is Mornings with Mubaraka, where we talk about national issues from a local level through a lens of diversity. We had we were having a great conversation with Charles O'Connor, the founder um, of Fit Scripts, which is a New Haven-based training and exercise center that specifically focuses on people with diabetes and diabetes management. Um, Some of the things that he was telling us was extremely fascinating about exercising with diabetes and the treatment of diabetes being a three-part process, sort of like a triangle, medication, nutrition, and uh, exercise. So, one of the so here are some stats about diabetes itself. So the National Diabetes Statistics Report of 2014 says 29 million people in the United States um, have diabetes, and 1.7 million people aged 20 or older were newly diagnosed with diabetes in, in 2020. We have Charlie back. I am glad. Charlie is back with us. Can we hear Charlie now? This is live radio, y'all. This stuff kind of, kind of stuff kind of happens. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry All right, guys. Charles I, is I was, back. I was going on and on and on, and I don't even know when I got cut off. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no problem. So the last thing that I remember us talking about, <laughs> talking about was um, your YouTube channel. We were talking about the technology, and you told us about your YouTube channel, uh, yeah. and you were about to tell us about uh, a second part how you're using technology okay. to help people with diabetes manage it okay yeah so at, like i said our youtube channel is a great resource i encourage everyone to check out it's called the glucose zone but what we're really excited about is 
we have developed a digital health solution that is smartphone based. And what it is, is an app that get, integrates your glucose meter and other wearables like your heart rate monitor. And it gives exercise guidance based on your real time diabetes metrics and glucose levels. So what it does is it's a program that's accessed on your phone. It's a digital health product. And, you know, we're, we are right now on the, on the precipice of a paradigm shift in healthcare. Mm. And what that shift is, is it's going to be a shift from provider centric solutions to patient centric solutions. Mm. And what our glucosone health, uh, digital health solution is, is a trick solution. Okay. So, so explain, explain that to me again. It's an app. Mm -hmm. You download the app and do you put your, do you put your stats in? Is it connected to something? How does that work in giving people real time uh, information? So program that you follow through, you download the app. I'm sorry, you're breaking up on us again, Charles. You download the app. And sorry then... about that. Yep. You download the app, and then once you've downloaded the app, you do three things. The first thing is you create a profile, and the profile very specifically identifies your diabetes condition and needs, and then your fitness goals. The second thing it does is it then gives you exercise guidance based on your real-time glucose levels. So what that means is the very first thing you do on the app is you indicate, am I at home, am I at the gym, or am I outside? Once you've then indicated where you are, it then prompts you to enter in your glucose level. And based on what your glucose level is, you then get an exercise recommendation. And to simplify what that means is if you entered in a glucose level of 200, you would get a much different exercise recommendation than if it was 100. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what is the app? Is that, so what is the app called and is it available now? Yeah. So the app is called the glucose zone. It's available now through what's called Apple's test flight program. Okay. Test flight is a program that Apple supports that enables um, digital healthcare solutions to be tested out. So you have to have test flight on your phone, which is a free download. And then you can access the glucosone program. Okay. And um, the whole goal of the glucosone program on the phone is to enable people to participate anywhere, anytime, based on their real-time glucose levels. It's, a, it's an integrated health solution. Okay. We the are, other thing we, that we're... Yep, we, sorry, are com- we are coming to the last couple minutes of the program. So I want you to okay. tell people, how do they get in touch with you? How do they get in touch with FitScript? And if you have any uh, um, programs coming up that people can participate in yeah great so thank you so much first off for hosting me today and uh, you know 
you know, the, the opportunity to talk about diabetes and exercise is such an important topic uh, here in New Haven and really globally. So, um, you know, you can get in touch with me or, at, or our team at fitscript.com. That's F-I-T-S-C-R-I-P-T.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our YouTube channel is called The Glucose Zone. So that's youtube.com slash glucose zone. And we are actually hosting an event tomorrow night at our headquarters at Five Science Park in New Haven, Connecticut, where we are celebrating New Haven as a city of wellness. And we encourage anybody who's interested to find out more about FitScript to please join us. Uh, we would just ask that you go on fitscript.com and, and let us know that you're interested in attending. And the last thing is, we're very excited about something we've developed called Glucose Zone Live. And what Glucose Zone Live is, is live on demand, uh, sorry, live stream exercise programming that's broadcast around the world and it's specific for diabetes. Mm -hmm. And that's every Tuesday and Thursday nights at 630. Awesome. And is that is that streamed live on your your site fitscript.com? That's that's streamed live on our YouTube channel. Okay. .com/glucosezone. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much Charles for joining me. This is definitely an important topic. Um we have an epidemic of diabetes in America and in fact around the world and so um your services is one of the things that we need not it's not just a luxury it's a need for us mm -hmm. so i really appreciate you joining me if you're just tuning Thank in you so much. you've been listening to mornings with mubaraka on wnhhlp 103.5 fm new haven's home for community radio thank you for listening and i want to remind you to be a voice and not an echo <laughs>